Luke chapter 19, beginning in verse 1 through 10. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. <clears throat> and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. He sought to see Jesus who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place he looked up, he saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, He was gone to be guest with a man that was a sinner. <clears throat> and Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, a half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusations, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus came to the city of Jericho. Some of you have been to Jericho. We know the song, Joshua fit the battle at Jericho. Jericho is a, still a city in Israel. It's right by the Jordan River. And Jesus went there because he had an appointment with a man that needed the Lord. I want to speak for a few moments about seeking the lost and pointing to Jesus. Zacchaeus was a publican, an extortioner. He was hated. He felt like he was better than anybody else, and everybody thought that he thought that. He was very rich. He had everything he needed. Physically, he was very short. We don't know whether it was a physical problem or just uh, some people are shorter than others. The scripture seems to make a very pointed explanation that he was a very short man. He had a need. Everyone has a need. Everyone we meet has a need. Everyone in this auditorium tonight has a need. We need to find out the needs of others and enter into their needs. God grant that we should not be so busy with ourselves and our own problems and our own burdens that we forget that everybody we meet along the way has a need. Zacchaeus was a sinner. They recognized that. They said Jesus is going to eat with a sinner. He's going to be guest in a house of a man that's a sinner. And they said, if the Lord knew who he was, he wouldn't have anything to do with him. How they misunderstood Jesus. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. When Jesus came to Jericho, he looked up in the sycamore tree and he saw Zacchaeus. Jesus is looking for the lost. That's how you and I came to the Lord. He was looking for us. 
Jesus is always looking for that person who has a need. Many in this room tonight have a need and the Lord is looking for you. If you're here tonight and you've never been saved, Jesus is looking for you that he might forgive your sins, that he might call you to himself and make you somebody. You see, we're a bunch of nobodies until we meet Jesus. Then he makes somebody out of us. Jesus said, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down. I wanna to go to your house. Now we do not know whether Jesus had ever met Zacchaeus before. The inference seems to be that he was a perfect stranger, but Jesus knows strangers. There's nobody that's a stranger to Jesus. There, were, there was a time in our own lives, every one of us here, when we thought we were a stranger to Jesus, but he knew all about us. He met our need. Zacchaeus, make haste, come down. He came down, he made ready. He came to, when Jesus came to his house, something happened to Zacchaeus's heart. We don't understand what happened, but notice what he said. Zacchaeus stood, he said, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. If I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. Something happened in Zacchaeus' life. And you know, when you meet Jesus, something happens. He changes you. He changes you from the inside out, not the outside in. The people still thought Zacchaeus was a sinner. They still felt uncomfortable that Jesus went to his house. But Jesus had an appointment to meet him and see his life changed. There are people across Bowling Green that need a change. They need a change of heart, change of mind. And you and I can be used by Jesus. There are five musts when we think of seeking the lost. The song says, seeking the lost, thus I would go on missions of mercy, bringing those to the Lord. Well, there are five musts. Number one, if we're gonna win people to Jesus, we must go where they are. We must go find them. The highways, the hedges, the office, the workplace, to their homes. That's the reason our bus people go out on Saturday and knock on doors. You know, it's a tremendous opportunity and joy to be a bus pastor. Some of you in this room have experienced that. Others have never been part of that. I think perhaps one of the greatest blessings that could ever come to your life is to spend at least one month as a bus pastor. Go out of your way, spend Saturdays going to knock on doors. Now sometimes our bus pastors get bogged down and can't spend that time on Saturday. But what a blessing it is when they go out in the highways and hedges, on the back streets and the public lanes and try to win people to Jesus. Our, our young people do that on Thursday night. They go to a certain section of the city and they knock on doors. And many times people have been saved through a mere knock on a door. We never know what's behind that door. We must go looking for the lost. They will not come, they must be brought. We must have a heart of compassion pointing to Jesus. Love them, find them, bring them. 
I think of Charlie Bartman. He was a sergeant in the ROTC program at Bowling Green High. And he had a compassion for the young men. Took them on uh, exciting missions and training sessions and shooting places. <laughs> I remember Teddy Phillips telling me that one day Brother Charlie asked him if he'd come to church. And uh, Teddy said he told the sergeant he would come, but he didn't really plan to come. And when he saw that Brother Charlie meant business with him, he said it was a shame not to come. So he came and sat right over here. And God moved in Teddy's heart. He told me later that he didn't pay any attention to the sermon that night. He didn't really know what I preached on, but he was here in honor of Charlie Bartman. Well, I got his name. I went to see him. Teddy tells later he was scared to death when I went to his house and knocked on the door. But he was very nice to me and let me come in. We talked together. And that night, Teddy gave his heart to Jesus. You know why he did that? In respect for Charlie Bartman because Charlie had gone out of his way to invite him to come to church. Well, Teddy began to come and began to grow in the Lord and he grew in the Lord and he had some other friends. He invited Stephen Stussy. He invited Eric Martin. He invited others. And eventually God called Teddy to preach. He is the associate pastor of a church in Clarksville, Tennessee now. All because a man in our congregation invited a high school student to come to church, hear the word of God. You see, they will not come, they must be brought. I think of Ron Chilton. Ron Chilton has been a pastor for many years now. At one time he was one of our deacons and directed the bus ministry. On one particular day, he went out and found some guys playing basketball. He joined them in playing basketball and he invited them to church. The next day, that whole family came. Out of that family, God called several young men to preach the word. They're preaching the word of God now. That was the Gifford family. Jimmy, Jerry, David, John, those four young men were called to preach. All because one of our deacons involved in the bus ministry found some guys playing basketball one day. He invited them to church. They came on the bus. Jerry's pastor of First Baptist Church in Franklin now. David is pastor of the Calvary Baptist Church here in Bowling Green. John is a pastor down in Logan County, and Jim is a pastor in Allen County. God is using those men because somebody cared enough to invite them to be at God's house. I think of uh, Lucy Kennedy. We had a census one time, several years ago, and Lucy found a lady over on Blake Street. She told me about him, about her. I went over there to talk to him about the Lord. 
Uh, they slammed the door on my, in my face one day and I decided to go back again. And I went back again and again and again and finally that lady began to come to church. I was shocked when I saw her coming the door down there one day. But more impressed was I when that lady, that same lady that had slammed the door in my face walked down this aisle and said, I want to give my heart to Jesus. God changed her life. Later, her husband got saved. This is because somebody cared enough to go and knock on a door and invite them to Christ. I think of Joey Randolph, who won his brother Jonathan to the Lord. Brian Berkeley going out to win the Louis family and many others to the Lord. We must get the whole message out and teach the people about Jesus. Sinners are lost. Sinners are away from God. Sinners are without hope. Sinners are going to hell. In Romans 5, 6 to 8, when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet for adventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died in our place. And then when we win them and bring them in, we must disciple them. Jesus spent three years with 12 men. One of them betrayed him. There were 11 left. When Jesus went back to the glory, he said to those 11, go into all the world and make disciples of all the nations. He had spent time with them, training them to go. When we win people, let's spend some time with them, training them to go and bring others to Jesus. That's our mission. And when we do it, God blesses, and our ministry is multiplied, and others come because of the ones we've won. Try to think for a moment tonight. Is there somebody you have influenced to come to Christ? Have you spent some time helping them grow in the Lord? Maybe as a Sunday school teacher, maybe as a deacon, maybe as a faithful member of our church, you brought them in from the fields of sin and you've tried to win them to Christ. And then you've helped them grow in the Lord. Maybe you just loved them, prayed for them, and in turn, they've gone out to bring others. That's what revival is. Revival is when you and I get concerned enough to pray, to confess our sins, to get our own heart right. The song says, if your heart keeps right, every cloud will wear a rainbow if your heart keeps right. And then we bring them to Jesus, and in turn they go out and bring others. Let's ask God to do that again. Let's encourage our own hearts in the Lord so that we say, Lord, use me to bring somebody to Jesus. Let's bow together in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. I pray that you would lay that on our hearts in an indelible way. We in turn would go to bring others to Christ. God grant that. Help us not to fail in that one important mission and assignment you've given us. 
Thank you for so many people in our church who have gone with Christ after the lost. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand, please. We're going to sing in a moment. Let's sing, Jesus, keep me near the cross, there are precious fountains. Page 65 in your book. And as we sing this, let's ask, let's make it a prayer. Lord, keep me near your cross so that I in turn can win others to Jesus. And my life could be fruitful in uh, doing what Jesus told us to do. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And may he do that through us. As we allow him to keep us near the cross, we in turn will have a passion, a desire, a concern to go out and bring them in from the fields of sin. The best way to overcome burdens and heartaches and problems, go knock on somebody's door. Encourage them to come to Jesus. Bring them with you. See what God can do. There's no end to what God will do. Jesus, keep me near the cross. Let's sing that. If God has spoken to your heart about any matter, maybe you need to come and pray, recommit your life. If you're here and you're not saved, don't leave without coming to Jesus. There may be someone God has spoken to you about souls. You'd like to say, I want to pray for a certain person that's on my heart. Will you do that as we pray and sing?